Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. This special episode of Conspiracy in the Force is a continuation of my series of novel quotes that I've been posting on my Rockfin channel at rockfin.com slash conspiracy in the force. I have six episodes up there now. I will have seven and eight shortly. I've posted episodes one, two, and three into my podcast feed recently, so this episode will contain episodes four and five of this series. In this series, I've been going through the original A New Hope novel that Lucas wrote as a companion piece to the original film. It goes through a lot of great quotes that you either you see in the film or is kind of behind the scenes um, and not necessarily seen in, in the films, more in deleted scenes, etc. But it gives a lot more t- context to the films and the story. So this continuation will we'll take on after they leave the Mos Eisley Cantina and escape into the Falcon. And it also talks about Princess Leia and some great quotes she has um, under captivity at the Death Star. So take a look at these, um, take a listen to these, and let me know what you think. Um, like I said, there'll be more episodes of this on my Rockfin channel. So if you want to take a listen to those as well, I would encourage you to go check out my Rockfin channel. On Rockfin now, you don't have to sign up for an account to watch free content. Um, you will have to create an account for premium content. So if you go on there, you should be able to check out some of the features I have on there. I would really love if you did, and let me know what you think. This is Conspiracy Kyle. May the Force be with you. Welcome back to Star Wars Novel Quotes, the show where we, you guessed it, go through Star Wars Novel Quotes. Where we last left off, Obi-Wan was chopping people up in the cantina, and they're trying to escape without being noticed by the Imperial troops. So as they go to sell Luke's land speeder, quote, As they rounded the corner, Luke strained for a forlorn glimpse of the old land speeder, his last link with his former life. Then there was no more time for looking back. So this is another kind of crossing the threshold moment. Earlier in the story, Luke witnessed you know, his, his aunt and uncle's burning corpses and that was, it was real, you know, putting him forth into a new world um, because there was no going back to his old life. This is just another final thing where this is his last physical item he has that he's leaving behind to go on this grand journey. Now, let's skip forward a little bit here. This is as they're getting ready to board the Millennium Falcon. And Luke is taking a look at it. Quote, Luke scratched his head as he tried to reassess the craft in view of its owner's claims. Either the Corellian was the biggest liar in this side of the galactic center, or there was more to this vessel than met the eye. Luke thought back once more to old Ben's admonition never to trust surface impressions, and decided to reserve judgment on the ship and its pilot until after he had watched them in operation. So going back a few things that had happened before, uh, for one, uh, the Corellian he's referring to is Han Solo, that's where he's from, Corellia. Earlier, he noticed, you know, old Ben's dusty robes and was told basically not to judge a book by its cover. And then also Han Solo, don't judge him by his by his cover and by the place that he hangs out in and the people he hangs out with because there could be more more than meets the eye to this guy. So then we skip ahead to the Death Star. This is when Tarkin has been talking to Princess Leia about their plans for the Empire, their plans for the Death Star. Tarkin says, I am a dedicated man, and the pleasures I reserve for myself are few. One of them is that before your execution, I should like you to be the guest of mine at a small ceremony. It will certify this battle station's operational status, while at the same time ushering in a new era of imperial technical supremacy. This station is the final link in the new forged imperial chain, 
which will bind the million systems of the Galactic Empire together once and for all. Your petty alliance will no longer be of any concern to us. After today's demonstration, no one will dare oppose the Imperial Decree, not even the Senate. Organa looked at him with contempt. Force will not keep the Empire together. Force has never kept anything together for very long. The more you tighten your grip, the more systems will slip through your fingers. You're a foolish man, Governor. Foolish men often choke to death on their own delusions. Great quote by Tarkin about what the Empire is doing, and an equally great rebuttal from Princess Leia. And her last line there where she said, Foolish men often choke to death on their own delusions. It's interesting that in the movie Rogue One, they kind of reworked this line when Vader was talking to Krennic, and Krennic was trying to you know, gain favor in the, in, the, in the eyes of the Emperor and Vader and, you know, try to become the new Tarkin. And Vader told him not to choke on his aspirations. So interesting to know if, if this line here was a little bit of um, usefulness in that setting about the foolish men often choke to death on their own delusions. And then her, her point is well, well taken. I think we've seen over the past year or so as far as this whole COVID, whatever has been going on, that... They've been really trying to crack down on all these rules and regulations for the people. But at the same time, you've been seeing all around the globe, people have been um, fighting back and have having, having rallies and, and pushing back against all these really draconian methods. So her point is well taken that the more you tighten your grip, the more will, that will slip through their fingers. <clears throat> and then to continue on in that same setting, Princess Leia lies to Tarkin about where the rebel base truly is. She says, quote, Dantooine, she whispered, staring at the deck, all pretense of defiance gone now. They're on Dantooine. Tarkin let out a slow sigh of satisfaction, then turned to the black figure nearby. There you see, Lord Vader, she can be reasonable. One needs only frame the question properly to elicit the desired response. He directed his attention to the other officers. After concluding our little test here, we shall make haste to move on to Dantooine. And we proceed with the operation, gentlemen. And just quick side note, remember they are in front of Alderaan, her home planet. It took several seconds for Tarkin's words so casually uttered to penetrate. What? Organa finally gasped. Dantooine, Tarkin explained, examining his fingers, is far too from the centers of Imperial population to serve as a subject of an effective demonstration. You'll understand that for reports of our power to spread rapidly through the Empire, we require an obstreperous more world more centrally located. Have no fear, though. We will deal with your rebel friends on Dantooine as soon as possible. But you said, Organa started to protest, the only words which have meaning are the last ones spoken, Tarkin declared cuttingly. We will proceed with the destruction of Alderaan as planned. Then you will enjoy watching with us as we obliterate the Dantooine center of this stupid and futile rebellion. He gestured to the two soldiers flanking her. Escort her to the principal observation level and, he smiled, make certain she is provided with an unobstructed view. <clears throat> wow, very chilling lines there as he uh, cold and calculatingly is issuing death on millions of people with the wave of a hand, basically. So you kind of think about in our world, those, those people who don't believe that there's vast conspiracies about those who run the world and, and how people that run the world would kill all of us if they had the if they had the chance you can think no farther than tarkin you know basically with a few passing words he issued judgment on an entire population 
that really had nothing to do with the with the rebel cause save you know princess leia and her relationship with the with the government there the rebel base wasn't there it was just that it was just um <clears throat> it was basically just an excuse for them to flex their muscle and to show the universe in the galaxy what the empire could really do and it's really really chilling and really cold but it goes to the fact that those people those people in in positions of power that can do evil things will do evil things and won't even bat an eye about it thanks for tuning in to another episode of star wars novel quotes we'll be back later with more quotes from a new hope uh, episode episode four of the novel this is conspiracy kyle thanks for tuning in again and may the force be with you Welcome back to Star Wars Novel Quotes, the show where we, you guessed it, go through Star Wars Novel Quotes. Now let's get to a really fun scene. This is on the Millennium Falcon when C-3PO is playing against, well, C-3PO and R2-D2 are playing chess against Chewbacca. <clears throat> and, you know, Chewbacca is starting to get a little upset because of how the game is going. And C-3PO says, quote, he executed a fair move. Screaming about it won't help you. Attracted by the commotion, Solo looked back over his shoulder, frowning slightly. Let him have it. Your friend's way ahead anyway. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. I can sympathize with that opinion, sir, 3PO countered, but there's principle at stake here. There are certain standards any sentient creature must hold to. If one compromises them for any reason, including intimidation, then one is abrogating his right to be called intelligent. Well, I hope you'll both remember that, Solo advised him, when Chewbacca is pulling the arms off your little friend. End quote. <clears throat> kind of great great quote there kind of goes into things going on in our world um especially online you know even if you have the correct statistics and facts to back up an argument that doesn't mean that everybody is just going to uh seed their point or their emotional point about what have you whether it's covid or or anything um just because you're you think you're in the position of strength doesn't mean that people are just going to let you let you do what you want they will they will find a way to make you look bad they will find a way to polarize people against you um without reason and that's why a lot of times anymore online reason doesn't matter intelligent thoughts don't matter um they kind of get swept under the rug or called misinformation or far-right conspiracy theories so it doesn't really matter if you're right anymore it just matters whose voice is loudest now in that same scene luke and obi-wan over to the side are are helping they're helping luke you know get in tune with the force and more great quotes from Kenobi about what the force actually is and it's really it's really interesting and like I said previously I need to get into a whole episode about the force itself because it's a very polarizing topic some people think it's akin to a one world religion others you know see it as well it's kind of uh getting in touch with nature and things like that so we'll have to talk about that in the future but here goes um Obi-Wan's quotes quote Remember, the Force is omnipresent. It envelops you as it radiates from you. A Jedi warrior can actually feel the Force as a physical thing. So it's an energy field then, Luke inquired. It is an energy field and something more, Kenobi went on, almost mystically. An aura that at once controls and obeys. It is a nothingness that can accomplish miracles. He looked thoughtfully for a moment. No one, not even the Jedi scientists, were able to truly define the Force. Possibly no one ever will. Sometimes there is as much magic as science in the explanation of the Force. Yet what is a magician but a practicing theorist? 
Now let's try again. And then Solo interjects into the conversation in a little bit here. Quote, Hocus Pocus religions and archaic weapons are no substitute for a good blaster at your side. The pilot sneered. You don't believe in the force, asked Luke, struggling back to his feet. The numbing effect of the beam had worn off quickly. He was practicing with uh, little orbs that were shooting at him. I've been from one end of this galaxy to the other, the pilot boasted, and I've seen a lot of strange things. Too many to believe that there couldn't be something like this force. Too many to think that there could be some, some such controlling one's actions. I determined my destiny, not some half-mystical energy field. And he gestured toward Kenobi. I wouldn't follow him so blindly if I were you. He's a clever old man full of simple tricks and mischief. He might be using you for his own ends. Kenobi only smiled gently, then turned back to face Luke. I suggest you try it again, Luke. You must try to divorce your actions from conscious control. Try not to focus on anything concrete, visually or mentally. You must let your mind drift, drift. Only then can you use the force. You have to enter a state in which you act on what you sense, not on what you think beforehand. You must cease cogitation, relax, stop thinking, let yourself drift, free, free. So really good, really good stuff there, really good back and forth. And you can see how Obi-Wan isn't taking the bait. You know, Han is just, you know, flexing his muscles saying, oh, I don't believe in any of this, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, you know, a few movies later in, in The Force Awakens, you see him kind of saying, you know, the Force is real. I've seen it. I've, I've seen the dark side. I've seen this stuff. So he does become a believer. But Obi-Wan, um, in his true Jedi nature, is willing to block out a lot of those distractions from the training of Luke. And you see it's almost like a yoga slash meditation type state that he's trying to get get Luke into, which I think is important for our world as well to block out a lot of distractions and keep focused on things that that are important, whether it's your family, your job, um, speaking, speaking the truth, whether it's what you believe spiritually. There's a lot of noise out there and a lot of things that can distract you in, in one way, shape, or form. So Obi-Wan's point is well taken here about letting go of that don't 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 think don't 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 speak basically don't speak before you think don't don't try to think about things too hard let your mind into a into a state of relaxation and at that point you'll be able to think more clearly and act more clearly at least in our world the force that's a different thing thanks for tuning in to another episode of star wars novel quotes we'll be back later with more quotes from A New Hope, uh, episode four, the novel, going into as they get to the Death Star and then the attack run at the end and some really thrilling stuff as the book finishes up. So this is Conspiracy Kyle. Thanks for tuning in again and may the force be with you.